one of my favorite plants that uh, I just love when they come out in the spring. It has beautiful red flowers, but you can get all sorts of different colored flowers. But the interesting thing about this particular plant is that it live, it really likes to live in the shadows. You know, it can live in full sunlight, but it does its best and shows off its brilliant flowers when it's actually under the, the dark um, foliage of other trees, big trees. It's the clivia or clivia. <laughs> however you want to pronounce it and it's actually been called uh, the queen of the shadows and if you come over to the website and look at the blog post uh, you'll actually um, there's a link to um, a page which has got more and more information about the clavia and this guy that breeds them and he's really excited about them but in the springtime when I'm walking past some tall shady trees out in the garden I often see clavia with its really dark dark green leaves but with these brilliant bright red and orange flowers shouting out to me that it has its place and role in the garden ecosystem uh, little bugs will be living in the soil underneath it uh, turning over the decay from the trees and everything else and building soil life for the the clavia and other plant life it's it's like a system and a community and it's like a home for everyone to enjoy and the clavier is just part of it but boom in spring it just comes out with these gorgeous orange flowers and if you come over to the website again there's a picture of a clavier and how startlingly beautiful they are but they live in the shadow well they thrive in shadowy conditions and um, sometimes I feel like I live in a shadow you know, do you feel that too at times? You know, you feel kind of undervalued, overlooked, discarded, second class. Everyone else is getting the attention and that you have little purpose or value. And you think, well, where's my place in the sun? Uh, years and years ago, I found out that my Myers-Briggs personality indicator <laughs> type is INFJ. So, which means... I'm an introvert, which may seem strange to you because I have this YouTube channel and the, and the podcast and my website and I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I seem to be out there. But actually, um, I'm actually pretty intro, um, I'm not extroverted at all. I'm uh, more introverted and that's, that's where I get my energy from being by myself, um, enjoying quiet time and just, yeah, being in nature. <laughs> and um, thinking about things and mulling things over in, in the quiet. I really get my energy from there. Um, I prefer alone time rather than being with others. So, you know, give me solitude rather than uh, a busy mall or a party. That's what will fill my cup. But I have a message that I've gained through solitude that I, I simply must just get out into the world. <laughs> Yeah, just like the brilliant colours of the clivia shine out of from the dark contrast of the shade that speaks to the world. Um, alone time for me can shout life into the darkness of other lives. Um, people who read some of my blog posts are in pretty dark situations and perhaps I'm a bit like a that can shine a little bit of light 
for them. Um, is God in the shadows? That's a good question, isn't it? Is God in the dark places where the clivia grows and where darkness is one's only friend? I think at times God invites me into dark places where um, it's not like I really want to go there, but where I can sit and listen without the distraction of light and brilliance and yeah, everything. One of my favourite Bible verses is in the book of Hosea, and it says, therefore, and this is talking about God, I'm now going to allure her, and he's talking about the people of Israel, therefore I'm now going to allure, which is a very romantic, um, I'm going to tempt you to follow me, sort of thing, I'm going to woo you, <laughs> therefore I'm now going to allure her, and I'll lead her into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her. I'm like, oh, God, it, God allures us into places we probably don't want to go to, but that's where we need to go to and to hear God's tender voice like a, a wanton lover. <laughs> and so to my heart, it goes like, oh, to be allured by God. Um, who whispers, come away with me, my lover. <laughs> That's from the Song of Solomons. Yeah, God is in the shadows. Yeah, the wilderness, the dark valley, uh, the tender places. You know, everyone has a home, a place where they belong and can sing their brilliance. Uh, when I first became a pastor back in 1997, I was called actually to form a kind of a church within a church with people who had really major serious mental illnesses. These are people who found uh, normal church life really difficult. And unfortunately, uh, for many reasons, lots of churches that just didn't know how to support these people and how to pastor them, how to uh, help them in their faith journeys. And at the time I was working as a support worker, um, supporting people in mental health recovery, and these people would often go to church meetings and just simply not feel welcome, or the service would be too loud, or, or the teaching irrelevant, or too long, <laughs> and people rescued them. And there were just so many other factors that actually didn't help people, A, recover in their mental illness, but also help their faith journey to be authentic to them. So I was asked to create a, a community as such where people could flourish in their faith and in, and find wellness. And I remember when <laughs> it's like one of those things, like you pray for this thing, and then you suddenly realise you've got it, and you're like, oh no, what are we going to do? <laughs> I remember praying to God, and at that time, you know, we had to shift home, and we bought this section of land, um, and we were going to build a new family home on it, so it was all very exciting. And at the bottom of the our section, was this bush and these like tall manuka trees and um but there had been a horse grazing um this particular paddock and there was nothing growing underneath these trees just grass nothing nothing native it was just being mown down by this horse all the time and i was sitting down there under the bush i looked over to our neighbor's property and our neighbor had tall manuka trees as well and it had been fenced off so no cattle or horses or any other animals could get in there and graze it. And underneath, it was flourishing just with 
all sorts of ferns and natives and mosses and bird life was going oh just singing like amazing it was amazing underneath and, and um there were little plants there's lichen and mosses and insects flourished and they're all living under the shadow and they grew because someone had built a fence and had stopped the marauding horses and cattle and nature was just allowed to take over and revert and it was a beautiful beautiful thing and i really saw that actually god this this is what god was saying to me to actually build a fence around this group of people to protect them and allow them to take to make a place of their own and so that is what i did it actually is quite simple really um so I encourage people to share their stories and be part of the band that played for the worship. Uh, some of them didn't really know how to do that at all. To lead the services, to take active part of the services, um, to cook meals. Um, I remember one Christmas, um, we used to have a like Christmas dinner and, um, and there's a link in this, in the, in the blog post to read about this, but, you know, the people from larger church would say, oh, we just want to come and do something nice for these people. They're so, they've got such a hard life. I'd like to cook them a ham. I'd like to cook them a turkey. And I just said, no. Because <laughs> I could see that they're kind of, they're very kind uh, horses. <laughs> it's such. <laughs> but I said, no. Actually, the best thing you could do is to help provide transport. Every Tuesday night, because Tuesday night was when our, our service. Yeah, Tuesday night we really need volunteers because people haven't got cars. I mean, and they they would say, "Oh no, no, I can't do that." And I said, "Okay, well that that's fine, but we've got the dinner sorted out." And so what we would do is we would um, go out as a community. You know, some of the people are really keen. We'd go out and buy all the groceries and the vegetables, and then we'd come back, and everybody would, um, or everybody wanted to cook a meal. <laughs> They would turn up there and we'd put on some some music and we'd be singing and peeling potatoes and chopping up vegetables and cooking the ham, cooking the chicken, and everybody would feel a real sense of community and grow because they had found their place in in the in this group. That they didn't need other people to peel potatoes for them <laughs> they could do that themselves and they grew incredibly in confidence in so so many ways that they it blossomed out into other areas of their life that oh i can do that if i can do that i can do that and so it was just one of them i think probably the most precious thing i've ever done in pastoral ministry was to encouraged to put a fence around and stop some people well-meaning people but uninformed people from rescuing and not allowing the beautiful fauna of a natural bush to come forth and by the way 20 years on now and our property where we've got this lovely bush it is so thick with native flora and fauna you cannot walk through it 
you have to push and shove your way through all this native stuff that has just grown up naturally. It's abundant, it's alive, and it's diverse. It's it's just amazing. And I think of um I think of that often when I'm sort of doing doing turning the page stuff with people that actually for a lot of people they just need permission and we need to fence off the horses. <laughs> and they just need encouragement. So how do we help people to shine in the shadow? Well, first thing is be who you are. Everyone else is taken. <laughs> you see, I want to know you. And if you're a, a, like a Clavia in the shade, I want to see the fullness of you come alive and shine. Now, you might need some sort of protection. <laughs> <laughs> help to actually ward off some of the marauding horses and cows. But acknowledging your natural Clivia beauty and purpose is the first step to say, I have something to offer this world, and living in the shadow is where I flourish. It's, it's the decision not to compare oneself with others and how God has made them. It's taking the little and seeing it millimetre by millimetre growth. You see, someone I know in our Turning the Page community takes incredible photos. They seem to be able to just see a story and capture it on camera. It, you know, it's the positioning of the objects, the, the speed of the shutter, uh, the movement, the light. And they take photos that make you stop and notice. You go, wow, that is awesome. It is the Clivia's brilliance that you want to encourage. And I encourage them. <laughs> and as I do that, something comes alive in me. I invest myself in the flourishing of their gift. And they feel um, enthused <laughs> with someone else's delight. And they grow in their passion for light and colour. Uh, I think something of God comes alive in them that they cannot, that cannot be overlooked. Or dismissed. So I've got to ask you, what is your Clivia brilliance that hides in the shadow? Perhaps as you grow in your brilliance, maybe the depression will lift and maybe the anxiety will calm and um, shift out of the house. <laughs> Here's some quotes for you to consider. Man lives by affirmation even more than by bread. Victor Hugo. What will others think is a symptom of a disease called living our lives through other people's eyes. It's time to get people, it's time to get properly centered. David Riddell. The prayers offered in the state of dryness are those which please, please him, God, the best. <clears throat> C.S. Lewis. Mark Twain says, keep away from people who belittle your ambitions. Small people always do that. But the really great make you feel that you, too, can become great. A bit more from Victor Hugo. The greatest favourites of destiny make mistakes. Okay. Our joys are composed of shadow. The supreme smile is God's alone. I'm going to read that again. It's so good. 
the greatest favourites of destiny make mistakes. All right. Our joys are composed of shadow. The supreme smile is God's alone. <laughs> Amen. Victor Hugo. There are two things that draw us outside of ourselves. Pain on other people's faces and the unbelievable beauty that is, a, is other human beings at their best. Or, in other words, cross and resurrection. Richard Raw. And so, finish off with a bit of Dr. Seuss. Be who you are and say what you feel, because those who mind don't matter, and those who matter don't mind. Questions to answer. One, are you more of an introverted person or an extroverted person? What is something in someone else that needs you to take notice of more and encourage? Number three, is God in the shadows? Hey, I hope you enjoyed this and found this helpful. I just encourage you actually to share um, this post. Um, come over to the website, share it, share the YouTube clip, share the podcast with others. Share, 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 because there's probably a lot of people that you know that are living in the shadow that need to know that they have a brilliance that needs to be shown out. And uh, thank you once again if you're one of my wonderful supporters that puts a few dollars in my um, and helps keep the Turning the Page running. So thankful. Hey, and if you want to email me, it's barry at turningthepage.co.nz. Go out and shine.